Hello everyone. Welcome back to my channel and today we are doing live stream to celebrate the International Podcast Day and I have kept a special topic for all of you for the International Podcast Day celebration. Throughout this month we were doing the season 3 that was specially curated to celebrate the International Podcast Day. It consisted totally of four episodes and this is the fifth episode in the same season that I would say but it would consist of the podcast summary. and actually the summary is also of the history of the neurohumoral transmission that was we were able to do all that nothing more than that and at the same time i'll be covering few of the important awards prizes that the famous scientists got during the course of their research projects and during the course of their lifetime so without any delay let me present in front of you my slides Now I have specially made these slides for all of you, and they are about sixteen or seventeen slides. So that will take us through the timeline. If you see, if you can see the word timeline, that means I have tried to put down the endeavors of all the scientists from the beginning to the end, following the years. So that has actually. Uh, mixed all the different kinds of experiments like uh, with the curare you may get uh, at the same year in the same year you may get of the adrenergic agonist antagonist so but i have curated in this timeline in this format that we get from the earlier times to the latest latest times so uh, let me show you how i have done that i've tried my best and still if there are few faults or i've missed something it's uh, like uh, it may be just uh, i've tried my best so without any delay let me show you my slides so this is the history of pharmacology neurohumoral transmission history timeline and in the end slide it also includes the nobel prizes and the different awards and prizes that the scientists got for their wonderful endeavors and efforts so let us begin uh, all the details of these researches you will get in my four episodes so i have already taken all these headings from the four episodes that we have done so far in this month we are starting from the historical times 1830 onwards and these things like uh, the presence of atropine alkaloid scopolamine alkaloid they were like from the beginning only before 1830s i'm sure so the earliest year i could catch hold of was 1830 so i i'm not sure whether it was the time of roman empire times but it was a time when atropine was isolated in the pure form that is in 1831 so this is the year that i took and i got hold of to create this first slide and uh, it was also the time duration matching to the british rule in india and at the same time the jimson weed plant that was the nightshade plant and all these containing the similar alkaloids atropine and scopolamine so they were identified for the research purposes and actually before that time they were also used in the households and prescribed to the physicians as a kind of naturopathy but more attention was given at this particular time duration to these plants and their alkaloids so this is the first slide coming over to the next slide we have uh, uh, from 1869 onwards now after that 1830 i have got hold of this year 1869 what was the importance of this particular time period 
was that Schmidberg, he isolated muscarine. Then around in 1875, a due attention was caught by pilocarpine and later on aracoline came into existence. Now, it is for your information that muscarine was isolated from mushroom Amanita muscaria and pilocarpine was isolated from pilocarpus. So these were the significant things of the year around 1869. Let's move on to our next slide. Then the next year I got hold of was the year of the scientist Lacquer. So that was 1877. Now, what were the importance or the milestones of around this year? That physostigmine, which was also we call it acerine, it was used therapeutically first time by Lacquer. Lacquer used this physostigmine for the glaucoma therapy. So that was the importance. And in during the same or the similar time period, what was going on on the other hand, Claude Bernard, he showed the site of action of curare around the neuromuscular junction. And the later this work was improved upon and was more intensely done upon by the scientist Gill. So these two are totally different things, but they were happening around the same year. So I took them on the similar slide. Now you got the meaning of this timeline, right? And all these things I have taken from these four episodes only. So whatever details you want to go through, please listen to the four episodes. You'll get all the stories, all the facts, and all the things that happen in much detail. Now coming over to our next slide, we have the year around 1895 and 1899. So during these years, Oliver and Schaffer, they were two scientists. They uh, showed or demonstrated the pressure effect very nicely. Later on in 1899, Sir John Jacob Abel, he isolated monobenzoyl derivative and he gave the term epinephrine. Then along with John Jacob Abel, Tacamine, he isolated the pure stable crystalline form and gave the term adrenaline. So this is all in detail covered in my episode. And uh, Tacamine was a Japanese chemist who visited the Abel's laboratory. So next slide, we have the beginning of the 20th century. That is in the year 1905. And the prominent scientists in the neurohumoral transmission, those who were involved, they were Lewandowski, Langley, and Sir T.R. Eliot. So what were their contributions? The injection of the adrenal gland extracts, and also they observed and researched upon the sympathetic stimulation due to the adrenal gland extracts. And they also observed that sympathetic nerves, they released epinephrine-like substance. So these were all uh, the observations and the research works of these scientists in the beginning of the 20th century. Coming over to the next year, that is 1907, the prominent scientists involved in the neurohumoral transmission, they were Dixon and Reed Hunt. Uh, what were their contributions? They observed that Vegas liberated muscarine-like substance, and they also worked upon the actions of acetylcholine and other esters. Then a Further later, that is in 1911, Hunt and Tavau, I think the spelling is wrong, the V is missing. The Tavaus, they synthesized the metacholine. So all these were 
happening side by side and around the similar time period that is from 1907 to 1911 then coming over to the year of sir henry hallett dale that was 1914 his contributions are so many but i have listed only three of them he studied the property of acetylcholine he gave the terms parasympathomimetic and he also found out that esterase quickly splits up acetylcholine and that is responsible for the short duration of action of acetylcholine later on around in 1910 barger and dale both the scientists they propounded that primary amine like norepinephrine they stimulate the sympathetic nerves more than the epinephrine so this was also a kind of a contribution discovery and observation coming over to our next slide the year of otto lewy that is 1921 what were his contributions they provided direct evidence for the chemical mediation of impulses with release of chemicals otto lewy also performed the two frog heart experiment and he observed the presence of vegas stoff the lewy and navratil they also observed the acceleron stoff that was opposite to vegas stoff and in during the same year canon and uridil they observed and gave the term sympathetic all the details i am again i don't want to repeat again and again but i have to tell you they are given in my podcast episodes then comes the year 1931 and 32 that is uh, the center of attraction the drug was phytostigmine the chemical basis of the phytostigmine activity it was established during these years then in 1931 neostigmine was introduced The scientist Schrader he gave the concept for the insecticidal property of a particular drug or a chemical substance. Lang and Krueger they led in 1932. They it was followed by many countries in search of the toxic compounds. That was around the year I think World War Second. Then uh, opposite to all these phytostigmine stuff, what was going on on the other hand in 1932? the modern use of curare was almost beginning around the year 1932 so both the things were happening side by side but they're totally different phytostigmine thing was different and curare thing was different but the year was quite similar coming over to the next set of years we have 1933 35 and 1946 first of all i'm going to begin my talk with 1930 year carbacol and bacanicol era of many specific chemical assays were done and they were done to determine the amines in the boil tissues second in 1933 feldberg and crayer they were two scientists what were their contributions cardiac vagus substance they found out in in the frog which is actually very similar and equal to the acetylcholine in the mammals third important milestone of these years in 1935 the scientist king he defined tubercularine structure and in the year 1942 the two scientists griffith and johnson they reported the first curare trial then von euler year was 1946 his full name was an alf von euler i'll tell you later on and what was his contribution the sympathomimetic substance in the bovine splenic nerve extracts that resembles the norepinephrine So these were all the contributions of these important scientists in the year 1933, 35, and 1946. Now, next we have the years from 1948 to 1950. In 1948, we have the year of Sir 
Raymond Perry Alquist, that is his full name, he researched and hypothesized that catecholamines effects, they were mediated by alpha and beta receptor subtypes. That is, he described the two subtypes of the adrenergic receptors. They were established this concept of alpha and beta receptors. Then in 1950, the James Black and the Khalees, they developed beta blockers. And the most significant among these beta blockers that they developed was propranolol. That was, that is a prototype of all the beta blockers. Now coming over to our next uh, important thing. The next set of years I have from 1970 to 2000. These were very recent years. So the scientists, the first one, it's a set of scientists. We have Kars, Marr and Homestead. They actually presented around 1970s, a lot of historical accounts of the phytostigmine. So that was a different thing. Another different thing that was happening was Gia Kobini. He did extensive study about the DFP that was a kind of insecticide synthesized by Macombi and Saunders. So DFP was synthesized by Macombi and Saunders and it was extensively studied and researched upon by the scientist Gia Kobini. Now, okay, so that was all about the neurohumoral transmission history timeline. The most important slide, now I have a special slide for all of you, that is the Nobel Prizes. So the one you can see in the star marked, they are actually the Nobel Prizes. And the ones which are not star marked, they are normal awards and prizes which the scientists got for their research work, their hard work, or their contributions in the neurohumoral transmission. So one by one, let's take the first one we have. In the year 1936, Henry Dale and Otto Dewey, they together shared the Nobel Prize. In the year 1970, Alf von Euler, he got uh, the Nobel Prize for his work on neurotransmitters. Then in 1988, Sir James Black and his colleagues Hitchings and Enion, they all shared a Nobel Prize for their work on the beta blockers. Now coming over to the normal awards and prizes. First of all, we have in the year 1869 and 1876, Sir Claude Bernard, he got the Bailey Medal in 1869. And he also was awarded, 18, in 1876, he was awarded the Copley Medal. Then I have in the year 1927, Sir John Jacob Abel, he was awarded the Willard Gibbs Award. These are very significant awards because uh, they are given to the special scientists who specialize and contribute in this spe specific fields. Then we have in the year 1976, uh, Sir Raymond Perry Alquist, he was awarded the Lasker Award. So this was all about the special slides and the podcast summary and the Nobel Prizes that I had all conglomerated together today. It is a kind of a very like a pressy of the whole of the elaborated and the detailed four episodes that I have done so far throughout the month. For all the details, you can actually listen to the podcast episodes and then you will be able to understand the timeline very nicely. And this is actually the pressy of the all the four episodes and Nobel Prizes. And these are some added upon things specially curated for this particular episode. So in the end, I would just like to say that daily learning is the key. And these are some of the few advice that I would like to give. I don't like to preach a lot, but okay, today is a special day. There's no harm in sharing my key concepts with you. So always stay prepared to read and accept novel concepts and ideas. 
Always be eager to revise, query, and comprehend. Always stay away from stress and complaints. And always learn and practice to find your creative space and time. So when you combine all these things, you can actually study well, perform well, and at the same time, stay without stress and quite happy. Next, so that was all in today's episode. That was specially meant to celebrate the International Podcast Day. That is 30th of September. I wish you all a very happy International Podcast Day. In the end, I would just like to say for all the details, you can visit my website, www.ispharmacologydifficult.com. So stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel. If you like the episode, don't forget to hit the like button. And see you again with a lot of other things. Uh, I think October is coming. So most probably next episode will be about my writing ventures. See you till then. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.